0: This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fannick, the podcast that keeps you updated and educated.
1: Hello and welcome to Tech Guide, episode 505. Thanks for joining me once again. Great to have your company on the show. My name is Stephen Fennick. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, why Apple's decision to make its own silicon is paying dividends. Dyson's dust study has some interesting findings for pet owners. And Roborock releases the S7 MaxV Ultra Robot Vacuum. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to take a look at the Sennheiser Momentum True Wireless 3 earphones. We take a listen to the Sonos Ray soundbar. And Sony has released a new range of Bluetooth speakers. And we'll answer all of your tech questions in the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, the company that keeps you connected. And Norton, the company that keeps you protected. Well, it's been almost a couple of years since Apple introduced its very first products, which have its very own M1 processors. The Apple has for a quite a long time making, been making its own silicon for the iPhone and iPad. But now they've decided to, they, they did previously have Intel processors on their Mac lineup, but now they're introducing their very own silicon. We've seen the M1, M1 Max and M1 Ultra more recently with the Studio Max. But your, your Mac laptops like your MacBook Air, the MacBook Pro are running uh, M1. So they're powered by Apple's very own M1 silicon. Now, why is this important? A new study by Telsite shows that two, one in three Australians planning to purchase a computer this year are considering Apple's M1 products. That's one third of potential computer purchases will be, according to TelSight study, an Apple M1 product. This has come a long way from the days when Apple were single-digit single percentage of computers around the world. And more recently, that, that number has been boosted, but this, I think, is is bringing Apple even further up into the market where their market share, judging by this study, the, the this is Telsite's Australian Tablet Computer Study, which was just released earlier this week, this really shows that people are sitting up to take notice because the performance that Apple's computers and iPads as well have been extremely uh, have been seriously enhanced thanks to the new m1 processor and it's not just the macbook air macbook pro it's also the ipad as i mentioned the the, the Site study showed that one in four ipads sold in 2021 was powered by the high performance m1 processor now, as, as we're recording the Apple Worldwide Developers Conference is happening this week, and there will no doubt be more announcements to talk about in next week's show, those announcements could very well include the fact that native applications that previously could only be run on a Mac OS system, on a Mac, thing, applications like Final Cut, Final Cut Pro, Logic, so audio and video editing software, there's talk that these pro-level apps will be able to run on iPads in the same way they run on Macs thanks to the, the power of the M1 and potentially M2 silicon. We, we we're anticipating Apple doesn't sit still for very long. They're obviously going to announce the M2. They could very well at the time of this recording have already announced the M2 at the Worldwide Developers Conference. So keep an eye out for that. But it really is, it does augur well for, for the company there, their decision to create their own silicon really has, uh, is paying off handsomely with these figures, uh, according to these figures from the TEL site study. Uh, Overall, the study also found that tablet and computer sales softened a little with uh, 3.4 million tablets and 4 million computers sold in 2021. Now, on the tablet side, that's up 1.4%. On the computer side, that figure is down 2.3% from the previous year. Now, within the computer market, Obviously, the Apple Mac computers have been the stars, and from a smaller base as well, Chromebooks have also grown quite significantly. Uh, Mac Mac computer sales have enjoyed a 17% increase, while Chromebooks have also enjoyed a 15% rise as well, and naturally, uh, it's no no wonder Apple also dominates the tablet market. More than half of tablets sold in 2021 were iPads. The the exact figure is 53.6%. Next, next, uh, followed by uh, Windows, uh, 28.5%. Android at 16%. Chrome OS at 2%. So the top three tablet vendors continue uh, in 21 are the same. They stayed the same. Apple leading uh, Samsung and Microsoft. And between... Apple, Samsung, and Microsoft, they actually account for 80% of total tablet sales. The The Site research had interesting findings about Chromebooks. Both two-in-one and laptop form factors are growing in popularity. Reason behind that is because of their affordability. Now, for those who don't know, a Chromebook runs on the Chrome browser, so very much a cloud-based system where you can use the Google, like Gmail, Google Docs, uh, so all of the Google suite of products. And because they're, they're basically running from the cloud, there, there's no major operating system already installed on the computer. And, and we're seeing prices much cheaper than a Windows or Mac laptop. They're very popular in, in schools, a lot of Chromebooks, for primary school and even early high school students as well. The research found Lenovo is the leading Chromebook vendor. Uh, they, they in both in, in the tablet two in one and the computer market. So you can get a two- in one that's running as Chrome, uh, a Chromebook or also a laptop as well. So uh, that, that's interesting for a, if you're a Chromebook user, but Site ta- uh, study says that Android tablets will enjoy a surge with the release of Android 13. There are some features on board that that they say will improve productivity and lift lift interest among not only consumers but also developers as well. So uh, we are going to see a bit of a, a bit of a surge on the Android tablet side. So uh, that that's sort of the lie of the land when it comes to tablets and computers and Chromebooks. And Apple, as we said, uh, is uh, really enjoying uh, that increase in sales and and the buyer's intention too. as we said, one in three Australians planning to buy a computer are actually considering Apple's M1 products, whether it's a MacBook, a MacBook Air or an iPad Pro. Uh, So yeah, Apple, Apple Star continues to rise there. And again, M2 is just around the corner if it hasn't already been announced by the time I'm recording this podcast or by the time you're listening to this podcast, I should say. If you want to take a closer look at that TELSite study, there's a nice pie chart there and some interesting stats. Feel free to join us at techguide.com.au.
0: This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec.
1: Now, we love our pets. We have them at home. They're part of the family. I myself have two Dalmatians, Ziggy and Logan. You've probably seen pictures of my dogs whenever I had do a phone review. I always test out the camera. Take photos of the dogs. They're pretty photogenic, I reckon. They, uh, they, they come up pretty well. Uh, but there's some interesting findings from Dyson's study, their, their global dust study. Of course, if you're a company like Dyson, of course you study dust. Come on. <laughs> it involved 12,309 respondents from 11 countries, including Australia. Some deep insight into our cleaning habits and our behaviour. Now, some interesting findings to do with pets as well. Uh, And the study showed that pets leave behind a lot more than just their hair. Pet hair, I've got my my dogs, uh, they've got little short white hairs that come up. I've got chocolate-covered carpet in my house, so it's really easy to see the hair on my carpet. But the Dyson, though, really easy way to clean that up. But here is the information where this study shows that what we see—it's a bit like all the other dust that's in our home. What we see is only part of the issue. I'll talk about more about that in a second. But the pandemic really made us more aware of our cleanliness in our homes. With ninety-three percent of Australians were cleaning just as much, if not more, than they did last year, and this was to, this was to ensure that their homes were clean but also healthy that really increased awareness that a clean house is a healthy house so the the pandemic really saw to that what the pandemic also saw was a rise in pet ownership with 57% of households around the world owning a pet now in in australia that figure is 52% with a pet 56% of those owners have no restrictions on the where their cats and their dogs can roam inside their home. I know my my dogs are inside when they they sleep outside usually at late at night like what what happens my dogs they might might go into my my wife or my one of my kids bedrooms and sleep on the floor until it's time for them to go outside to sleep but most of the night they're actually indoors and a lot of pet owners let their their dogs sleep inside all the time. A lot of pet owners even let their dogs sleep on their bed. My dogs are too big to do that. My dogs are like horses. They're, they're quite big for Dalmatians. And there'd be no room on my bed if both of, uh, both Ziggy and Logan decide to hop on. But I'm sure there are some of you listening may have a cat or a, a smaller dog that may nestle uh, on, on your bed. Well, for those people, it's really important to hear what I'm about to tell you about the, the stats and, and the potential issues of having your pets in close proximity in that part of your house. So, um, Dyson customers who they also they know very well the pet hair problem, and that's easily seen and easily cleaned up. But what else resides on your pet is is alarming, uh, and the awareness of that is low. We don't know much about this. More than sixty percent of Australians didn't know that pollen can be carried on their pets, and less than half, so only forty nine percent didn't know that bacteria could also reside on their pets as well. Two-thirds of Australian pet owners had no idea that viruses and housed dust mite feces could also be found on their pets. And that's on top of pet dander. That, that, that's all these other little stuff these stuff that can, that can come off your pet. Only 45% of Australians actually groom their pets to keep them clean. Now, did you know Dyson actually has a groom tool and it's now compatible with their latest cordless range and it can remove loose hair, pet dander, microscopic skin flakes. So you can literally vacuum your pet. In fact, there's a picture of someone doing that on my story on Tech Guide uh, is having, I think it looks like a little corgi, I might be wrong, but it is a, you're able, thanks to the Dyson groom tool, to vacuum your pet. So a lot of people think pet hair—that's the biggest problem—but it's that's the it's not the biggest problem; it's the most visible problem. And uh, there are people are not aware that the other particles that are reside in their pets—they're uh, they're, microscopic—and uh, pet hair, pet hair, and all this other stuff can trigger allergies and other things as well. Pet dander can also do the same thing. So. Uh, this same study by Dyson showed that 38% of Australians say they're only motivated to clean up their home when they can see the dust and dirt. So again, what you see is not necessarily all that's there. And that's why the very latest model of the Dyson, the V15, I think it is, is it has a laser which allows you to see the dust that you've missed in your initial, in your initial sweep. Interesting stats there, interesting information. If you didn't know that, if you are a pet owner and you know we love our pets so you're not going to you're not going to change i think what what i just told you there you're not going to suddenly banish your your cat or your dog out of your house but i think being a, more aware of this being a, aware that you can actually groom them with a tool there's there's other stuff that they that they carry uh that they could could cause allergies could cause problems but they're our pets we're going to love them we're not gonna we're not gonna kick him out of the house. But I think knowledge is power here. So if you knew if you do know and if you do want your pet that close by, just have a just be be aware that there is some cleaning up to do to keep things safe and clean and healthy. If you want to find out more about the Dyson's pet study, you can find that at techguide.com.au. Now, haven't robot vacuum cleaners become popular? And the very latest one is from Roborock. This is the S7 Max V Ultra robot vacuum that can clean your floors and also clean itself. Now, the they had a launch event last week at Heyman Island, and the the products abilities were demonstrated there. So it's it's like there there are other other similar products that have this uh, the auto empty station. Uh, We've seen earlier this year, the Ecovacs models had this, but Roborocks, uh, they they have their own take on this whole thing. So what, what the docking station does include is, of course, charges the robot vacuum cleaner, but there are three individual bins on board. One stores the waste that's collected, so the dust and debris from the actual vacuuming side, and that is taken out of the machine and sucked up into the auto station. The other is a clean water reservoir and a dirty water reservoir. So it can, it is smart enough to remove the dirty water and put that in the tank and then replace that dirty water with clean water. So then it's a mop as well, don't forget. So you can then mop your floors. So this auto-empty station means you can have up to seven weeks of maintenance-free cleaning. That's a hands-off solution if I've ever heard one. And again, not many people jump up out of bed and say, can't wait to vacuum, can't wait to mop the floor. Well, if you have a Roborock, it can mop your floors, it can vacuum as well. It can cover up to 300 square metres of floor space just on the mopping side. Now, the unit, the mopping unit has sonic vibration, so it's a sonic vibration mopping solution, vibrates it up to 3,000 times a minute and uses less water to clean your floor. So you're not going to see drips and water everywhere. It's quite an efficient system. Now, once the mopping cycle is completed, the S7 Max V Ultra, once the, the vacuum returns to the station, it can actually then perform an auto mop wash so it's clean it's cleaned your floor, it's mopped your floor. Now it's gonna clean the mop. And it all does that automatically once it returns to the station. Now, it also has an automatic sensor. So it can actually tell the difference, of course, between hard floors and carpets and alternate depending on the surface it's on. So it can alternate back to vacuum mode, for example, if it's coming off hard floor onto carpet and vice versa. Now, on the vacuuming side, the unit has pretty high suction power. We're talking 5,100 pascal pressure units. That's 5,100 PA. So it can pick up dust and debris, food spills, the whole lot. And when it's time to recharge, the S7 Max V Ultra can charge up to 30% faster than its competitors, Uh, and it has a longer-lasting battery, so it has longer cleaning sessions with reduced charging time. That's ideal, especially if you've got a larger home as well. And of course, it can detect objects. It actually has a LiDAR scanner on board and a front-facing camera. Both of these combine to help with the navigation So while it's mopping or vacuuming, it can tell if there's anything in its path. And anyone who's owned a robot vacuum cleaner in the past, objects like socks and cables and other debris on the floor, it's the stuff we leave around. You might have kids, they might have left a toy out. They can often trip up a robot vacuum cleaner. It gets stuck and you're not there, so it's not going to complete until you untangle it and let it go. Well, that's not the case with the Roborock because of this LiDAR scanner and front-facing camera. It's got auto-object detection that can even label the objects it finds on your floor. So it might say, look, here's a cable, there was a sock, there was a piece of Lego, there was something else over here. So it means the machine's not going to be tangled up and it won't be interrupted while it's cleaning, but it'll let you know that it couldn't clean in this little spot because there was an object there, there was a sock there or a a charging cable or, or something else there. So it couldn't actually go along its path. Now, the machine also has a night vision sensor. And so you can actually set it, let it clean up while you're sleeping. And it can still detect objects in its path and clean those areas of your house that need the most attention. You can even, through the onboard camera, you can look at the live image through the camera. It provides a live stream, so you can access that through the companion app on your smartphone. Now the the app is really handy because it means you can remotely control the robot from anywhere. So you might think, oh, I've need got people coming over, I've got maybe a date or something, and you want to have your house cleaned. You could set it on its path from anywhere using the app. The Roborock S7 Max V Ultra, which includes the auto-empty docking station, is priced at $2,699. It's available from Godfrey's. There's a link on our story on Tech Guide. The S7 Max-V is also available on its own, so without the auto-empty station. does have the charger, and that's priced at $1,599. But expect to hear a lot more about Roborock. We're going to actually get one of these S7 Max-V Ultras into our home to review for you. Uh, we'll write up a full revo- a report, a, re- a review of uh of its performance, and we'll publish that, and we'll also talk about that in the weeks to come on the Tech Guide podcast. If you want to hear more and see more about the Roborock, check it out at techguide.com.au.
0: Keeping you updated and educated. Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick.
1: The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Netgear. They're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. Is your Wi-Fi struggling to keep up with your streaming, work, gaming, video calling and more? And what happens if you're doing all of that at once? When you're connected to your world by Wi-Fi, be sure it's the best. Bring your Wi-Fi up to speed with Orbi Wi-Fi 6 from Netgear. All our reviews this week are audio products, but different types of audio products. We've got earphones, we've got a soundbar, and also Bluetooth speakers. So if you're into your audio, hang around. We've got plenty to talk about. We're going to kick it off though with the Sennheiser Momentum True Wireless 3 earphones. These are your flagship earphones. These are really impressive, sound great. Really interesting and active, uh, really impressive active noise cancellation as well. And I had a lot of expectations about these ones. I had very high expectations. And you know what? They met and exceeded those expectations. Now, these new Sennheiser earphones are the premium. So we're at that that end of the market. You need to be you need to prepare be prepared to pay, uh, and in this instance, it's three hundred and ninety nine dollars. That uh, they do hold their own against the Boses and Sonys and those other earphones in that category. Uh, they really do a great job. You know, if you value that sound quality, if you want that high fidelity audio, high fidelity the the definition of high fidelity is sounding like the source, high fidelity. So it means if you sound as much like the band as they would have been in the studio, that's high fidelity, and that's exactly what these deliver. And they've got the active noise cancellation as well, so uh, they they can help you focus in on and just appreciate the music even more. Now these earphones these are, this is the True Wireless 3 Momentums they've had a slight redesign now they've got this more curved less angular look and they're also a good size they they're large enough for a comfortable fit not too big for them to be to maybe fall out and not too small so that you're forced to jam them really deep in your ears so they don't fall out. So they're in that really nice mid-size there, so really good comfort and a secure fit. So right off the bat, uh, I'm, I'm, imp- I'm impressed. Uh, they also have an IPX4 water and sweat resistant rating. So feel free, wear them to the gym, wear them on your run. So uh, if you're caught in the rain, you, you, you're still good. Uh, and they, they So IPX4 water and sweat resistant. Now, let's talk under the hood. Seven millimeter dynamic audio drivers are powered by the Sennheiser True Response Transducer. Now, that just means they sound great. Under the hood there, they've got all that, that, that proprietary technology, which is that True Response Transducer. The result is crisp and true, but yet has the detail and scale. So all those boxes, it's ticking. And on the base side... It's got a really, really, it's like a perfect blend of bass. And I know other earphones, perhaps other brands and, and cheaper earphones, they tend to use bass to cover up the weaknesses in the sound. So it's, it's like cooking uh, a, a dish that doesn't taste good and trying to drown it with the sauce that that's what a lot of other other brands do with their bass they try to drown it with the bass to make it the, the other the other weaknesses of the sound it, it uh, tries to cover that up well here with the Sennheisers there are no weaknesses in the sound the bass is perfect not not too heavy not 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 kind of over the top and not unnatural as to make the sound sound the song sound any different i really like how it's really balanced accurate uh, and, and and conservative in the right way. If your audiophile, will appreciate that they're getting what they're hearing. They're, they're not the songs not being artificially uh, up, upgraded or upscaled in any way. The true three true wireless three earphones have aptx adaptive codec support, so it can handle high resolution audio files up to 24 bit 96 kilohertz. Uh, and what supports that great sound is their adaptive. Active noise cancellation, so this gets rid of all the obstacles in your way. So you, all you're hearing is the great is the great sound. They do a great job if you're blocking out so the ambient noise around you and being adaptive. It it sets enough noise cancellation to suit your surroundings. And so if it doesn't need to work too hard, then it'll do enough to give you that golden silence, that golden noise cancellation. So if you're in a noisy environment, it'll work harder and it uses microphones and reverse audio waves to remove that that level of sound to give you to maintain that level of noise cancellation. That's why it's called Adaptive. And there's of course the transparency mode for those times you do need to hear your surroundings. You might be in an airport, you need to hear your your flights, or someone will come up to talk to you. You can you can hear hear your surroundings. You might be walking near a busy road or running in, in near traffic. You you want to know what what's happening around you, so that transparency mode also comes in handy. Now call quality. Uh, Sennheiser's done a lot of work here with the earphones They've got three microphones on each earbud So it does really focus in on your voice Now that's good One little thing I found The, the sort of suppression of background noise and wind Could have been a little bit better I've, uh, I've heard better from cheaper earphones I expected Sennheiser's to be good I don't know that whether that was a particularly windy or noisy environment that I was in I just expected it to handle it a little bit better uh, so look, not a deal breaker, but I think that, uh, if you're paying 399 bucks, you'd want to be ensured that your calls, are, are clear and they were for most of the time. There was just some background noise and wind that, that got in the way there. So, uh, again, not a deal breaker, but I think that could be an improvement, which is could something that actually could be improved with a firmware update. And, and you know what? I did have a firmware update at the end of my review. I noticed there was a firmware update to install. So that could very well have addressed that issue as well. Now, uh, the Smart, the companion app, the Smart Control companion app, uh, which is where I ran the firmware upgrade, that's also where you can set your gesture controls for each earbud. So you might want transparency mode to be one tap on the left, play, pause, one tap on the right, previous track, double tap on the left, next track, double tap on the right. Uh, you can set a triple tap to activate noise cancellation, to access, access your voice assistant, to pressing... Uh, pressing and holding on the left one you might that may turn the volume down pressing and holding on the right may turn the volume up all of those touch controls are literally at your fingertips now here's another interesting little feature and that is sound zones so by this I mean I'm assuming that this is well it is that you use setting different sounds for different areas where you go so say work you might have a busy workplace you have noise cancellation and a certain equalizer, whatever, a setting, it'll remember that. So when you do enter that zone, it'll switch automatically. You might have a separate one for the gym, uh, for home, for other places. So when the app detects you're in those areas, it applies those desired settings to suit those locations. Now, let's talk battery life. And is up to seven hours of battery from the earphones alone, up to 28 hours with a fully charged case. Now, speaking of the case, the case can be charged wirelessly. So if you've got a Qi charging mat handy, you can charge it. Otherwise, there is a USB-C port on the front, so you can charge it with a cable as well. But it is good to know that you might have one of those bedside chargers that charges your phone and your earphones and everything like that. You might have a multiple, like a double charger uh, charging mat, so you can pop the Sennheiser earphones on one, your phone on the other, and you're good to go. So, yeah, the, the app does come in handy the battery life is excellent the wireless the ability to wirelessly charge these earphones that's again another advantage the sennheiser momentum true wireless 3 earphones are available now they're priced at 399 bucks and in my opinion worth it uh, you can check out our full review and our, then the rating, the rating that we gave the earphones as well. But Sennheiser have—they've uh, not only met our expectations but exceeded them. They've really carried the tradition forward, provided great audio quality, excellent active noise cancellation, and uh, do hold their own, as I said, against those other flagship brands. If you want to read our complete review, you can check it out at TechGuide.com.au. All right, let's talk soundbars, and not just any old soundbar. We're talking the Sonos Ray soundbar. Wouldn't it be good if your name was Ray? You can buy a soundbar that's named after you. So if you know anyone named Ray, buy them a Sonos Ray. The Sonos Ray is Sonos's entry-level soundbar. It's 399 bucks, so affordable. There are other Sonos soundbars in the range. There's the Sonos Beam, which is 700 bucks. And there's the Sonos Arc, which is 1500 bucks. So it's your good, better, best scenario. And Sonos Ray is still uh, worthy, punches above its weight, no doubt, and uh, really provides excellent sounds for those customers frustrated with the tinny sound of their flat-screen TVs. When you consider, flat-screen TVs are fantastic, but to have a good sound, you need to be able to move a lot of air around. And a thin TV doesn't really suit a good speaker setup. There are some that achieve it that, that have decent sound, but nothing matches a soundbar. A soundbar will always beat a TV's native sound. And the Sonos Ray is a really good solution for those customers who want to hear stuff better, dialogue better, just have that that increased quality quality all around to make your viewing experience better it's not just about the yes picture quality is important but the sound quality also adds to your experience and and once you've connected this you can hear the improved sound straight away and it, it connects quite simply it connects through an optical audio cable there's no hdmi on board here we'll talk about that significance in a moment but really simple one cable connection you got one cable for power one cable for optical audio the other end of the optical audio cable goes into your TV in our case we connected it to a Samsung TV and that had room for an optical cable and we were we heard terrific sound now the downside of not having HDMI normally more expensive soundbars you connect it from the HDMI port on the soundbar to the HDMI eARC port on the television eARC is audio return channel is the is eARC and what that does it does a couple of things number one it makes it possible for you to control your tv to control the soundbar the volume through your tv's remote control because of eARC uh, the other thing that hdmi provides is dolby atmos now, because Sonos Ray is only connected by an optical audio cable, you do not, unfortunately, get Dolby Atmos. You get some degree of surround sound, which is pretty good, but if you want a Dolby Atmos and a dedicated subwoofer, dedicated rear speakers, then you need to spend three times as much as the 399 that the Sonos Ray will cost you. So if that's something you want, then that's a possibility. The Sonos Ray, though, for, and it is quite small, it fits easily in front of your television. It's not even too high either. Uh, So it can sit literally in front of the TV on your entertainment unit. There's pictures of it in, in front of our TV there. And it does offer that improved audio quality. For maybe people who have a TV in a smaller room, perhaps a bedroom, they might have a smaller lounge room, then this can easily do the job. It's, it's, you're not going to get, of course, dedicated subwoofers and Dolby Atmos and those things, but it does improve what your TVs began with. So uh, not having Dolby Atmos isn't really, uh, isn't a deal breaker for us here as well. Uh, and also too, don't forget, it's a Sonos. So if you happen to own a couple of Sonos speakers, this becomes another speaker in your multi-room wireless speaker setup. And if you have a Sonos One speaker, they can be used with the Sonos Ray as dedicated rear speakers, so that enhances your home entertainment experience as well. And look, if you want to, if you've got a Sonos Sub, that can give you bass as well. But Sonos Subs cost like a thousand bucks, so uh, you'd want to be pairing it with a, probably a better soundbar than this one if you want to get that better sound. But at this price. The experience is actually quite impressive. Now, you're not going to get the fully enveloping surround sound dial me out of the really expensive soundbars. That's why they're expensive, because they provide that kind of quality and that kind of audio, that audio engineering where they can move all those sounds around the room. But uh, you still get a really decent and satisfying result when you're watching your movies and your TV shows with the Sonos Ray. Uh, I think... With it, even without a dedicated sub, I was really impressed with the the base that it was producing. It has decent base on its own, and for a small unit, it is quite small. You will uh, you will appreciate that. Uh, so another another factor with the HDMI. Remember, I said it doesn't have HDMI, and so you're probably asking, well, how do I control the thing if I don't have HDMI EARC? So that, that enables Dolby Atmos and also the full control of the soundbar with your television's remote control. Sonos Ray will only work with infrared remote controls. So that's IR remote control. So it means if your TV has an RF uh, uh, remote control, radio frequency, or Bluetooth remote control, you'll have to control the volume through the Sonos app on your smartphone or via the touch controls on the top of the unit. For everyone else that has IR remotes, we like I said, we connected our Sonos Ray to an older Samsung TV that happened to have an IR remote and part of the setup process was actually setting up their remote via a couple of tests through the Sonos app and we then found we could control the soundbar through the remote. One thing we were unable to see was a numerical value on the volume? We could hear it getting louder, but it never had. It gave us a value. You know how when you normally turn, I've got like these settings. Like you think, okay, I'm going to turn my soundbar down to twenty or my TV down to fourteen. I always go an even number. I don't ask me why. I'm I don't know, even Stephen. They call me, but. I liked an even number, but there's no numerical value in this case. You just can hear it. You got to literally play it by ear. It, you hear it getting more, 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 getting louder, and you hear it getting quieter. So you really just got to play it by ear to find the right volume level. But uh, again, not a deal breaker. Works really well, and uh, and and will definitely improve your TV experience. And as I said, if you've got a smaller room or maybe the bedroom, the audio performance is way above average. The Sonos Ray, priced at $399. It's available now. Uh, It's it's a Sonos speaker too, don't forget, because music sounds great on it as well. We've only been talking about watching movies and TV shows. Even if you just want to play music, it it does sound really good as well. The Sonos Ray, you can read our complete review. Check it out at techguide.com.au. Part three of our audio reviews, and we're now moving into wireless speakers, and in particular Sonos Bluetooth wireless speakers. They've just released three new models of their portable speaker range: it's the SRS XG300, the SRS SE300, and the SRS XE200. Uh, there's pictures of them on Tech Guide. You can tell them apart, uh, and these these are speakers that are designed to deliver a big sound but from a relatively small unit. Now, that's possible thanks to Sony's onboard X-balanced speaker units and their dual passive radiators. So one of the things you'll notice is a solid and punchier bass, less distortion, crisper, higher and mid-level sounds. The XG300 has mega bass on board as well, so it gives you a bit of a nightclub and concert feel if you want to do that, courtesy of the, the live sound mode. So it does kind of recreate the buzz of a live performance the xg300 also though can put on a light show it does have ambient illumination and this is where the lights on either end can dance to the music so you're not only is getting a an audio show a light show as well the srs x300 and xe200 also have sony's proprietary line shape diffuser technology so what that means it can evenly distribute the sound to fill the whole room or the location you might be outdoors somewhere so everyone can hear the music in equal high quality all three speakers also have a retractable handle so it's really easy to carry around with you everywhere no excuses for not taking it with you the speakers also have an ip67 rating so that's dust and water resistant So again, take them to the beach, take them camping, take them wherever you want. The IP67 rating has got you covered. Now, the three speakers are also compatible with Party Connect, and it surely does live up to its name because you can combine up to 100 wireless speakers via Bluetooth to make an even larger sound. If you have two speakers, you can also connect them as a stereo pair, and you can also It can also take the knocks as well. It has a very sturdy design. So it's been through rigorous shock testing, so drop testing. So if you are taking it out, uh, it it can handle the daily bumps and scrapes. Now, on the battery side, the XG300 runs for up to 25 hours, while the the XE300 and XE200 have 24 hours and 16 hours of play, respectively. And it also has it's also a hands-free unit. so you can actually make calls uh, with decent quality, thanks to the onboard echo noise cancellation. And that allows two people to be talking at the same time. It's pretty good quality there. Uh, all these speakers are going to be available from next month. So that's from July, July 2022. And uh, the XG300, top of the line, is 479 available in black and light grey. The XE300 is 319 bucks, available in black, light grey and blue. And the XE200, which is 249 bucks, is available in black, light grey, blue and orange. The Sony range, really impressive speakers. I'm a big fan of Sony's audio products, their speakers, their earphones, their headphones. These speakers uh, have a lot of that tech under the hood and they'll deliver a pretty decent audio experience along the way. If you want to check those out, you can check them out at techguide.com.au. You're
0: listening to Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec.
1: The dark web is an underground part of the web that isn't searchable from regular search engines. It's where cyber criminals buy and sell illicit items and stolen personal information like bank account details, home addresses, credit card information, and more. Norton 360 Premium includes dark web monitoring, which searches the dark web markets for your personal details, and if discovered, we will notify you. The Norton 360 Premium has multiple layers of protection for your devices, online privacy like a secure VPN, and dark web monitoring, all in a single solution. With real-time threat protection to help protect you and your devices from existing and emerging online threats, it's got parental control to help manage your kids' online time and school time to manage your child's remote learning. It's got a password manager to generate, store, and manage your password and other credentials more securely. It's got SafeCam for PC and SMS security too. Norton 360 Premium for PCs, Macs, smartphones or tablets is available online at au.norton.com or an
0: electrical retailer. All your tech questions answered. This is the Tech Guide Help Desk.
1: The Tech Guide Help Test is brought to you by our good friends at Belkin, belkin.com forward slash au. So if you're after cables, earphones, MagSafe products, whole host of accessories, belkin.com forward slash au is where you need to go. Today, I'm going to talk about refurbished phones. Now, a lot of people can't afford a new phone or they might want an iPhone. The cheapest iPhone is about 700 bucks, 800 bucks. Uh, brand new iPhone, I should say, and not everyone can afford that. Uh, a lot of people who have their heart set on a product or uh, just can't afford the latest and greatest, a refurbished phone is a really good option. And, and the great news is that all of these places that offer refurbished devices offer satisfaction guarantees, s- customer service, Every phone has been put through a rigorous inspection process. So, really clear and simple grading of all the phones as well. So, you know the condition, you know how old they are. Of course, the models depend, the older the models are, the cheaper they are. But there are a lot of phones, especially iPhones. iPhones seem to be the most popular. They have a really long shelf life. So, often can be useful for years and years where. Even for the latest operating systems, these older iPhones can handle that upgrade. So I think there are there are plenty of places online where you can buy older iPhones. Like I'm talking the iPhone eight. You can get get one for like under two hundred and fifty dollars. The iPhone seven for under two hundred dollars. These are all refurbished. The iPhone XR uh, that that's one of the first iPhones without a button, so no home button. That's under four hundred bucks. And as you go further along, like you might want a Galaxy S10, which two or three years ago was well over 1500 bucks, You can get that phone now for well under $500. So it's good that the smartphones are getting so much better. They do have a longer life, so can handle upgrades for years to come, have the security, have the quality, So it allows you to have a refurbished phone, but with all the features that that meant that people paid thousands of dollars for a couple of years earlier. So it's kind of like the used car market. Not everyone can afford a brand new car. That's why there are used cars out on the market, and that's what people do. And with phones, that is also another avenue. Now, there are plenty of places to go. I've done a bit of work in the past with Green Gadgets, so greengadgets.net.au also have a lot of those. Uh, Boost Mobile also offer a lot of their refurbished phones through Kohl's Supermarket. So maybe next time you're up at Coles, you can buy maybe an iPhone XR, an iPhone 8, you might be able to pick up a new iPhone with the some bread and milk at Coles. Plenty of places that do offer these refurbished phones, and all of them, what they all have in common is they have a process where there is a 72-point check. Uh, there's checks that they're not stolen. There are also checks that they're also in great working order. The camera's working as described. So all of those issues are taken care, uh, taken care of, and also you do have uh, a, a warranty and after-sales service as well. So uh, the whole experience. If you are a customer who wants a, a refurbished phone rather than a brand new phone, you're able to to do that by using by by taking on one of these refurbished services. Plenty of them to choose from. As I said, I've done work with Green Gadgets in the past. They've they've got a great great reputation. They offer a range of refurbished devices, but also Boost Mobile. More recently, selling their refurbished phones in Coles supermarkets across Australia. That's our show for this week. If you need to find out any more, you can find it at techguide.com.au. And if you want to get in touch, please email us, info at techguide.com.au uh, or click on the Ask Stephen icon on the right-hand side of the homepage, and that will also send an email to me as well. We want to give a special thanks too, to our great sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Please support the sponsors that support the Tech Guide podcast. Thank you once again for listening. We'll be back with another show next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected.